0: shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this review to study your word. We ask that may Christ alone be exalted in our midst, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We continue our study on the series of entitled, Who Told You? And this is the third part of this series. Last week, we looked at the three Hebrew words for the Word, W O R D, and we saw Logos, which refers particularly to Jesus. We saw Graphi, talking about the written word, the scriptures. Then we saw Rhema, and we look at examples of how God speaks to us using the Graphi or using the scriptures. And for this evening, we want to look at how God speaks to us using Rhema. Rhema used. And our definition for Rhema is the word of God given to an individual or a group of people for a particular season of their life. And it's mostly to do something specific. It's mostly to do something specific. So it's the word just given to you. We can see the scenario of God telling Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. God did not tell Sarah, even though Sarah was Abraham's wife. Neither did he tell Isaac, even though he was the one to be sacrificed, but he just told Abraham. So the word was for Abraham, we so don't go about it and say that because God told Abraham to give him Isaac or to give him Isaac, any child who is called Isaac, I'm going to sacrifice him to the Lord. So graphic, Bible says say that, or when I graph says that, do not be unequally you, it is not meant for person A or for person B. It is meant for everybody who has expressed faith in Jesus. But Rema is given to a particular individual. An example of it can be seen in the conversion of Paul. Let's look at three scriptures narrating the story to start from Acts chapter 22, the verse number 9, Paul is speaking here and he says that my companions saw the light, but none of them could understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me, so that means they heard certain voices, but they didn't understand what was saying. but let's look at Acts chapter 26 verse 14, it's saying that we all fell to the ground and I heard the voice say to me in alak so, so, why are you persecuting me? Now, Saul has been going to give us the language the voice was speaking. And interestingly, even though it was a language that was common to them, it was only Paul or only Saul that heard the word. Let's look at Acts chapter 9 when the thing actually happened. It says that, And the men who journeyed with me stood speechless, hearing a voice, but they saw nobody. So Rhema is giving just for you. So the word that Paul came was just meant for it wasn't meant for those who were working with him it wasn't meant for anybody else but just him and mostly we should take note that we don't make a drop out of a remit so for example when god tells you that pray every friday at 9 pm it is a word given just for you or maybe you are lead a group of people it's a word given for you people so god can tell you that organize your people and pray every friday at this particular time it's given just for you so, people don't go out making a doctrine that the best time God listens to prayer is Fridays 9pm. And most of the time, this word can be given for you for a particular season. Maybe God can tell you in the year 2020, prayer every Friday at 9pm. It is given for just you and it's for just a season. So, we want to look at ways that God gives us Rema And for the purpose of our study, we want to look at three, I've grouped it personally based on our discussion or for the purpose of our discussion into three. The first one is what people mostly refer to as the inner witness, the inner witness. And I would like to define the inner witness using Romans 8, verse 16. I want you to take note of something. It says that the spirit is, that Jesus uses itself, but it's not an it. But the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. I want you to take note of this. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Let's look at a very interesting scripture in Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. I'll use these two scriptures to give my definition of the inner witness, or what people like to term the inner witness. And it says, But when they deliver you up, be not careful how or what you see, for it shall be given to you in that hour what to speak. It shall be given to you. The words that you are supposed to speak when you are being persecuted shall be given to you. So from these two definitions, or from these two passages of Scripture, we see something. Romans said the Spirit of God bears witness with our sin. So, and it gives us a more practical example in Matthew chapter 10 verse nine. that when people deliver you up, and don't be mindful of what you see, but at that moment when you are on the spot, the Holy Spirit will give you something to say. So the inner witness, based on this Scripture, Is what I would like to define as when the Holy Spirit communicates to your spirit. When the Holy Spirit communicates to your spirit. So it's what mostly people like to call a relaxed knowing. So the Holy Ghost will be bearing witness with your spirit. So God will be communicating with your spirit about something. So it gives you an inner knowing about something, an inner conviction about something an inner perception about something, an explicit knowing. And people, so for example, using the scenario of Matthew 10, verse 19, and you can clearly be seen when Stephen was being persecuted. You could see how he was saying things. He literally gave a summary of the, the, the life of the Israelites. And at that moment, it was the Holy Spirit who was communicating with his spirit. So we call it an inner witness, And we can see a practical example in Acts chapter three seven, from the verse number 9, this is a very common scripture people use when talking about how to hear from God, and I would just like to go to verse nine. It says that. Now, when much time was spent and the sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them and he said unto them, "Say, I perceive." Look at the choice of words Paul used. He didn't say, Sir, the Holy Ghost told me. He didn't say, Sir, "An angel spoke to me." He didn't say, Sir, "I have seen in the scriptures." but he said i perceive what so that that the holy ghost was giving me impressions was laying something upon his heart, that tell them that this voyage would be of damage if they go and later when we look at this scripture it gives us a very interesting scenario of the voice of god and the various challenges that comes up with listening to the voice of god so it is believed that this is the primary way and i also agree to that belief that this is the primary way that god speaks to us because remember that Romans 8 and verse 14 started talking about the fact that as many as are left, they are the sons of God. And in that same life, it goes on to the verse 16, that, that the Spirit of God bears with our spirit. So it gives us a certain impression. So sometimes you are going to take a certain decision and you just feel a certain inward knowing, a certain relaxed knowing that, oh, today don't go. Today don't take this car. Today wear this. Don't go. Wait for a while. So we mostly use the scenario of a traffic light the red and the green and this inner witness has its shadow or its type in the old testament when god was speaking to the priest using the surim and the urim they were just simply light that god was using to communicate to the people so they will come to god should we go for a battle or not and based on the light that the urim and the thurim will reflect it gives the people the indication on whether they are supposed to go or not and that's how the inner witness so this is the way God primarily leads us he gives us an inner impression and most of the times it always alerts us when there is danger coming our way maybe I go going to pick a particular car and God will be giving you an impression that don't pick this car don't pick this car don't pick this car or sometimes you are there and you just get an inner conviction that pray for your mom or pray for something or just begin to pray mostly as mostly this how or this how primarily god speaks to us is an inner knowing a relaxed knowing and it's very important that we pay critical attention to this inward or this inner witness because the bible says in proverbs chapter 22 verse 3 it says a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself how do you foresee evil so if you're going to take a car how would you know that this time that's why you must always make a conscious effort to be sensitive to the leadings of the Holy Spirit, to that inward impression, that bearing that the Holy Spirit will be communicating to your spirit. And this is primarily the or this is the primary way that God speaks to us. We like to call it the inner witness or the inner voice. So mostly it's a perception or a relaxed moment. Now the second one for the purpose of our discussion, I would like to call it the voice of the Holy Spirit. So this one the Holy Spirit is speaking directly to you, as in directly to your body, directly to you. He's not giving you impressions in the Spirit. So let's take a few scriptures that show that the Holy Ghost speaks to us directly. Let's start with Acts chapter 13 verse 2. Acts chapter 13 verse 2. So I read. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Say, unto me, Paul and Barnabas. Now let's look at John chapter 16 verse 13. John chapter 16 the verse number 30 it says that when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatever you shall hear that is what he would speak now i know that there is a, a belief that using the acts that are 30 verse 2 scripture the verse 1 makes us know that um, certain teachers and prophets were fellowshipping together and the Holy Spirit spoke. So most people have the notion that the Holy Spirit spoke through one of their prophets. Because they clearly say that um the verse 1, now they were in a sense of accepting un- prophets and teachers. So end the verse 2 says, and the Holy Ghost spoke and said, preach unto me, Paul and Barnabas. So most people believe that the Holy Spirit spoke. How did he speak? Through the voice of the prophet. But let's look at a practical example of how the Holy Ghost spoke directly without using a prophet or without using any medium. That we appreciate the fact that the Holy Ghost can speak to us directly, and that's in Acts chapter 8, verse 29. And it says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join in this chariot. So here we see that it wasn't the Holy Spirit talking through a prophet, but the Holy Spirit spoke directly to Philip, that join this chariot. And it's important that we know that if the Holy Ghost is God, means that he has a personality, he also has a voice, therefore he can speak directly to us. And that's the second way to so talking about the Rhema. We spoke about the inner witness or the inner voice. The second way the way God speaks to us is most when he speaks to us directly, without using a prophet, without using scripture, or without giving us impressions in our spirit. And we can see another example in Acts chapter 10 verse 19, when Peter had a vision. It says that while Peter taught on the vision, Peter had a certain vision of animals descending. But the verse 19 is our focus. Our, and while Peter thought on the mission, the Spirit said to him, Behold, there are three men that seek me." So we see that the Holy Ghost spoke. So I would like to just draw a, a slide on the differences between the inner witness and the voice of the Holy Spirit. The first thing we should know that this voice of the Holy Spirit is external. It's as though somebody is speaking to you directly. But it's actually when you look around, there's nobody speaking to you. It's the same thing that is said in the old testament that you shall hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, follow it. So the voice of the Holy Spirit is mostly external. It's as though somebody is speaking to you. This voice is mostly gentle and calm, but it is authoritative. Just as we saw in Acts chapter 8, verse 89, the spirit said directly that Philip, go and join this talent We saw in Acts chapter 10, verse 19. He said, Peter, behold, men are coming to see you. The voice of the Holy Spirit doesn't leave room for doubt. And if we study the temptation of Jesus, immediately Jesus finished fasting. It's interesting that immediately he finished fasting, the first voice he heard wasn't the voice of God, but the voice of the devil. I believe you are look into that another side. But immediately the devil came. He says, If you are, look how the devil speaks. The devil tries to throw doubt in us. If you are the Son of Man, send the stones into bed. But no, when the Holy Ghost comes, he comes authoritatively. He tells you, Do this don't take this car, don't take this road. It gives you an instruction. It's calm and gentle and it's quite external, but it's authoritative. It gives you a direct instruction on what to do. So it's very important that even as we go to our daily schedule, we must learn to always be conscious of the ministry of the Holy Spirit because we read in Romans in Proverbs that an evil, that a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. So mostly the holy ghost will be delivering you from certain things by speaking directly to you. Now the third way I would like to or the third way a rhema comes to us. This one it doesn't really fall under rhema for the Holy Spirit speaking to us indirectly. Indirectly. What do I mean by this? So sometimes I don't know if I've had this scenario before but um, I had a testimony of a brother who was I think going from Accra to Matthew. Also. And as he was about to board the car the inner witness was telling him that don't take the car, don't take the car. But he just ignored it because he was in a hurry to go. So as he was about to board the car, it seemed as though one of those who worked in the station did some behind connection and gave his seat to somebody else. And the guy was very angry because he missed the bus and the next bus that was coming would have delayed him going. And he was so angry and furious, he tried to defend himself that I bought the ticket, I bought the ticket, but one way or the other, it was removed out of the, the bus, and immediately the bath system about an hour into the journey we heard that the bus had taken an accident so sometimes this how god speaks to us he might not necessarily tell you sometimes to because of our state of our the state of our heart and our ear we are not able to hear sometimes indirectly he has to speak to us let me let, let me give a, a more practical example. sometimes you can be having certain conversations with people and they will just make a certain casual statement and it's as though the sentence the they made, out of the whole discussion you had, it just came alive to you. It was like, hey, God is telling me something. I don't know if any of you have experienced that, but me personally, every year, before I begin the year, I have a period, I, I spend time in prayer, asking God, what's up for the next year? And since my birthday is in December, I mostly use um, the period of my birthday to be fasting and praying, what is God, I have a personal thing for the year, and mostly, for example, this year, my theme is experiencing the generosity of the Father. And I had it when I was in prayer. But sometimes, you know, you want to be 100% sure if I should be. And interestingly, when I'm having casual conversations with people, then this word just keeps coming back to me. Sometimes I can just be listening to a sermon, but I'm strange even I start noticing the generosity of the Father in the scripture or in the conversation. And it's like the Holy Ghost is just using all these ways of drawing my mind to the fact that next year, what I want you to focus on is the generosity of the father so i call it indirect because maybe he's not spoken to you personally you might be in a trot-trot and people behind you or in front of you may have a, a, a casual conversation but somebody might make a statement and he might just speak to you so i call it indirectly because it doesn't really fall under an inner witness nor does it fall under the holy ghost or the voice of the holy ghost but it's about circumstances around you and you just keep drawing you or drawing your mind to a particular instruction from god so I would like to pause here and ask my friends to give experiences, either the inner witness or the voice of the Holy Spirit or the indirect one, as I said, for the purpose of our discussion, when they had an encounter and as usual, like to start first, then the name would come next. So there was an instance when I was in first year. I was in the hall in first year. And that time we had a lot of light of situations in the country. So I remember immediately after lectures, I came and I was coming to prepare rice in a rice cooker. Then just as I had poured my water and added my rice in my sauce, I whispered a prayer and I said that, God, please, don't let the life go off. And I added until I'm done cooking my rice. Immediately I said that I could at that moment hear the voice of the Holy Ghost shout or scream at me. Selfish boy. And I was like, hey, I just looked around and there was nobody there. And the voice just came at me. Selfish boy. I was like, what have I done? He said, you are praying a prayer just thinking about yourself. Are you the only one cooking rice? Nothing would have gone wrong if I had said, Holy Ghost, or oh God, don't let the light go I could have just stopped there. But I went the extra mile to add that until I'm done cooking my rice. What happens after I'm done cooking my rice? I don't care. Then the Holy Ghost started ministering to me. James chapter 4. Remember, now I'm bringing him. Both in the scripture and the voice of the Holy Ghost. It was talking to me about James chapter 4 when Jesus was saying that we don't receive certain answers to our prayers because we pray our mess. We pray selfishly. And the Holy Ghost just ministered to me that look at this suffering and most of the time that's how we pray. So this is an example when I could hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. It wasn't an inner witness or it wasn't an inner expression. Neither was it an indirect ministration. But it was the voice of the Holy Ghost just shouting at me Selfish boy! Selfish boy! So that is my testimony of when I could hear the voice of the Holy Ghost speaking to you. It was very authoritative, even though it was gentle and calm. So, Benedicta, can you share with us an experience, either from the inner witness, or the voice, or the indirect word?
1: Yeah, also about the voice. About three or four weeks ago, in the evening, I was and what's happening? I saw. A, I went to the statistics session, and I saw a series of videos. It was about a certain lady who had been on drugs, and for I think for the period of four months or so, like it was a documentary on how her life has drastically changed due to um, drug addiction, and she looked so bad. The videos were three. she looked so bad, and so. I felt so much pity in my heart for her and I prayed for her. Um, to be honest, like I was really uh, haunted by the video because I felt so sad for her. And even though I was concerned for her, I prayed for her that night, the next I prayed for her, um, the pity that I had gradually became fierce as I, I had so much anxiety. I couldn't stop thinking about the. Del- shaking as she spoke and it was so bad for me. So um, even though I spoke to God, about, so I prayed to God for her and um, that God should help her. She, she was still, I still had such thoughts in my head, the anxiety and the torment. So one Sunday evening, I think three days after my parents and my brothers, we had a family gathering and then we were praying. So, as um, we're having the closing prayer, I heard, um, trust me, and I don't really know whether she said it was um, a very audible voice, but I, I couldn't, I don't know how to explain it. But then it's like, I know deep me. It's like a thought came into my head, trust me. And immediately the thoughts trust me came to my head. I remembered the lady, she's called Amanda. I remember the lady and then I felt, um, immediately I heard the words trust me. I felt so much at peace and then all the fear and all the anxiety left at once. And then I was so much at peace, I was, I was, I drastically changed from anxiety, fear, concern, and worry to super excited and happy, and I was smiling all over. God made me understand that if I am praying for someone or if I have committed her life into God's hands, that God should help her, God should change her. I should trust God to do um, the work of changing her because a lot of times, it wasn't just that particularly A lot of times when I pray for people who are very close to me, who are not safe, sometimes I worry so much it seems as though I am the one actually doing the work or I'm the one actually changing the person. And when I look at my, like, you see how impossible it seems because of how bad their situations are, I tend to worry. So God, by those words, trust me, taught me that i have to really trust him when i'm praying and i shouldn't doubt and if i'm praying for someone i should leave everything into his hands amen
0: amen so benji can you share an experience with us either
2: the inner witness or the voice of the holy spirit or an indirect voice okay uh, mine is about the inner witness um, recently, I had to go and get something on campus for somebody. Yeah, so immediately the person called me and then we discussed what I had to do. After the call, I just felt within me that I shouldn't go to campus. Yeah. But the person was convincing me and then saying he needed something badly um, I had to help the person. So I just ignored it, and then the next day, I decided to dress up and go to campus. But as I was dressing up and getting ready, I still felt that prompting that I shouldn't go to campus. So I called one of my friends, and I told him that this this was about a book, how to give a book to somebody. Yeah, then I called the lady who needed the book again. And she told me that she needs a book. So I should help her, but I still had to believe me that I shouldn't go to campus. But I still ignored it. And lo and behold, I went to campus, and where we I was supposed to get the book, people were not around. I realized that so this was the reason why um, the Holy Spirit was telling me not to come to campus. So I wasted my time, I wasted my money, and everything. Yeah. So that's okay. Awesome. So I just advise you to know that in our prompt, yeah. Indeed, a prudent man foreseees
0: evil and hides himself, and they are that will never be punished for disobedience. Abena, can you share with us your experience of the Holy Spirit speaking to you?
3: okay so mine too was an inner witness so for last year my father had been sick for almost a year and like it was very serious we were praying a lot for him and all that and last year he got better like way better he was very well and i remember i was praying for him like because usually pray for everyone so when he got to his turn, I was praying for him. And as usual, like, he's been cured. He was healthy. So as I was praying, I was thanking God for his life, all he's done for him and all that. And all of a sudden, I got prompted to pray for preservation of life for him. And when I got that prompting, I was asking God, like, God, you just delivered him from all this. Why should I pray for that? but I just prayed and I prayed about that. So surprisingly, two days later, I heard he had an accident, like it was very serious, the car got damaged beyond repair, but thanks be to God, not even a scratch. So as Sam said, sometimes God speaks to us or the Holy Spirit speaks to us for a certain reason, amen
0: and I want to encourage everybody that that's why it's called a relationship I don't think there's any relationship that goes on without any form of communication so it's important that we make the effort to always keep an ear for the promptings of God keep an ear for the voice of God and keep an ear for the indirect just for you it's given for a particular season it's given for a particular aspect of your life at this point you want to take any question from what you have studied so far any question does anybody have any question or contribution to add concerning the inner witness or the voice or the
2: indirect speaking Do i have a question no okay please i want to ask about the indirect um Speaking of the Holy Spirit to us, since it's usually a remember um, um, how can we link it to Scripture? I'm very sure that it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking. To us. Okay.
0: Does anybody want to attempt to answer? Okay. So with this, if you if you take a critical look in our study, we started from how does God sound like, and we went to Graphy, and now we are the Rayman. There's a reason why we are going this condition because I've realized that we should not get too familiar with the voice of God, too familiar with what God is saying. So, at one point, God tells David, Go into a battle. Two verses below, God is telling David, Don't go into a battle. At one point, God tells Paul, Go and preach. But, another, another scenario, the Bible and the Holy Spirit forbid Paul. For in Asia Minor, so every situation, and its protocol, or every situation and what God is doing, so general, the general will of God that we should preach everywhere we find ourselves, but we could also see in the scripture, the Holy Ghost forbidden or to preach the gospel, and that's why it's important that we know, let me give an example, I was supposed to take a decision, God has been laying upon my heart to start something, and I've been giving myself excuses not to start, that, oh, I need this, or oh, I don't have time, or I don't have this. I was just casually checking through my WhatsApp contact, and I saw somebody's speak up. That said, make a move or keep giving excuses. It was like, before I had an exam, the way that the Holy Ghost speaks to us, it wasn't a voice that came to me, it wasn't an impression. It was somebody who I read, and it just came alive to me. So, at this point, you use the characteristics of God's voice to judge. Remember, the characteristics is a voice of peace, a voice of joy, a voice that will instruct you in righteousness, a voice that will impact fear, and a voice that is repetitive. So, God had already been drawing my mind that I needed to start to do something, but I was giving myself the music So, He also spoke to me, so you subject such a voice to the five characteristics we give. So this is the example I gave Leon about God giving me a thing for the next year. I said that mostly when I'm in uh, uh, God starts dropping things in my spirit. When I'm reading my Bible, then God starts dropping things in my soul. So already there's a repetition going on in my spirit. So as I'm talking with friends, listening to a sermon, or even sometimes watching a series, the Holy Ghost just somehow connects me to all these things, and it's a way that God begins to build that peace to me. So we should never get familiar with what God is saying. Today He can tell you go for this battle, and tomorrow He can tell you don't go for this battle. You should subject it to the characteristics for the first characteristics of the word of God. You want to spend time in prayer, you want to ask God for boldness. Because you see, most of the times, whenever God gives you a word, it sounds ridiculous. Imagine Abraham. Interesting, that's why God gives the word to only Abraham. because. He's the one that needs the word, but imagine how Sarah would have felt, or how Isaac. Do you think they would have helped Abraham obey the word? No. So, he, but Abraham needed boldness to execute the word of God. But yet, we don't have the energy or the boldness to do. So, Paul prayed for the Ephesians text said that that you will be strengthened with might in your inner man. Many of us we don't have the energy to obey God. Just look at the the, the story of Jesus turning water into wine. I'm just imagining if I was a servant and God told me that fetch that, or Jesus told me that fetch the water and we're the master of ceremony. That as he was working, the thing was, it was still water. It was when the master of the ceremony changed that he became wine. I'm just imagining if I'll be able to do that. It takes boldness to obey God. Many of us, God has told us that there's a particular company we are working with. We should dissociate ourselves from that company. But many of us, we don't have the boldness, we don't have that energy, we don't have that strength to obey God. We want to pray to God our Father, grant us strength, grant us boldness, grant us the ability, grant us the grace to do your will, grant us the grace to do your word, grant us the grace to be doers of your word and not just hear us only. Father, we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus. A defending ear and the boldness to obey. Many of us, God have told us to leave certain relationships. Some of us, God has told us to join certain relationships. God has instructed us do not let this person live in your life. But because of our attitude, we are keeping those people out of our lives. God has been laying impressions on you. Pick up a book and read. For some of us, God has been calling you to another level in your work with Him. God has lived for just 15 minutes for one reason or the other, we just don't have the energy to obey. Father, we pray for grace, we pray for boldness, we pray for the energy that we will be the much of your word. And even when it is cost us our comfort, even if it costs us convenience, we ask for grace that whenever you give us a word, we will do it. Because the blessing comes in doing the word. The blessing comes in doing the word. God well, bless you for joining us, and we hope that uh, you will join us for our next as the episode as we continue our study on school, to you. God bless
3: you. Bye. My This heart beats, beats for you As the deep end of water So My soul longs for you My soul longs for you This heart beats for you, you.